welcome to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we are focusing on being closer to God. Being a Christian can become a to-do list, and we can shrink back into religion if we are not careful. God did not save us so we would then try to live this life without Him. He created us for fellowship with Him and to know Him and to draw close to Him. But we can grow lackluster in our faith and lose some of the initial passion we have without realizing it. Last week, we looked at Psalm 63 and how David cultivated a close relationship with God. In this episode, we will explore the role that passion plays in our intimacy with God. The scripture for this episode is taken from Psalm 73, verses 23 through 26. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Four things we notice about the psalmist's cultivation of passion in these verses. Number one, the psalmist was continually with God. Not watching Netflix, okay, they did not have them back then, but you get my point. Sometimes it's not that it's wrong to watch a movie periodically, but we can get uh, into habits, right? Because there's this emptiness within us and we can try to feed it with um, numbing ourselves. And so the psalmist was continually with God. He knew how to abide. Number two, the psalmist was regularly in God's word. Number three, the psalmist desired nothing on this earth besides God. God was the center of his life. And number four, God was the strength of his heart and his portion forever. When our hearts fail us, it is God who heals us. I've heard it said that passion is that thing that we cannot not do. But the passion I'm talking about in this episode is not just about something we feel called to do, but a passion for someone, namely God. People have told me that I'm a passionate person, and I'll tell you, the first time someone told me that, I was surprised. I was not sure whether or not they meant it as a compliment, you know what I mean? (laughs) But I also was like, really? (laughs) Passion is not something we can fake or make. Passion rises from a place of sincerity and longing in a people who are not easily satisfied by this world. I now recognize that that passion they saw in me was the Holy Spirit. It was a fervent desire to serve God that God had placed within me. It isn't about charismatic personalities. A passion that, uh, like David had for God, is this incredible desire for God. And you know, the the hard thing is sometimes we don't feel like it, right? Um, And so if we think passion is a feeling, we're wrong there as well. Uh, It definitely can be a feeling, but passion itself isn't dependent upon our feelings. You know, I can choose to seek God because I'm passionate about Him. But there may be some days where I'm not thrilled in that moment to get in my word. There might be busyness or uh, something going on in the household, but I know what I need, right? And so passion rises again from that place of sincerity and longing in a people who are not easily satisfied by this world. 
So I'm going to take apart those four things I mentioned that came from Psalm 73. Number one, the first thing about passionate people I notice is that they stay hungry. I don't mean hangry or that they eat a ton, but they are not complacent or comfortable. They stay hungry. We see this hunger in the psalmist as he continually was with God, not just on Sundays, not just for five restless minutes that are called a devotion time, but continually. He could not get enough of God. Now, hang with me here, because I can hear some of you, (laughs) as I say, continually with God. You think, well, what does that look like? How do I do that? Well, when we choose to put God first in our life, that means, well, He is our life, but that means I'm going to rise in the morning and I'm going to first say, God, help me today. Help me in all that you've called me to do. And I'm going to get in His Word because I need His Word to renew my mind. And so continually means throughout the day when uh, I recognize things in my life that are not pleasing to the Lord. It might be a vain thought, um, or I'm upset about something, worried. This is the continually where that comes in. I put myself in God's presence. I take those thoughts captive. And so, number one, again, we stay hungry. You see, I think sometimes we can read a little few verses and then run about our day and spend 23 hours doing other things. (laughs) And not much time with God. And He's what we need most. So stay hungry, friends. Number two, the psalmist filled this hunger with God's Word. No cheap substitutes. He was regularly in God's Word. For me, a Bible reading plan has been one of the biggest blessings of my life. You know, you can have this paralysis when you say, okay, I'm going to have Bible time. Oh, I don't know where to read. And maybe you're doing a devotional and that devotional's done. And what do I do now? Well, The thing about a Bible reading plan that's great, and I have used one for years, and I then made one uh, this past year based off of another one I had used, and um, it's great because it's just, you don't have to think about it. This is what I'm doing. Uh, And you can do other things as well, but it is a way to get into the Word, and you can go slower if you need to. Um, I do a plan that is the Bible in a year, and guess what? I have missed Uh, two or three books some years, okay? So I'm not perfect in this, but we need to hunger after God's Word. We're going to stay hungry, and we're going to feed that hunger with His Word. And that keeps us centered in God's Word without much mental gymnastics, you know, as what should I read? So a Bible reading plan, I would highly recommend, but whatever it takes to get you into God's Word. Number three, God was His life. Before anything or anyone else, he recognized that he was on mission. When God is our life, we live on purpose. So I want to go back and read from at the beginning. I had said, the psalmist desired nothing on this earth besides God. So I think that's hard. I'm going to be honest. Um, A lot of times, there's so many things down here that can occupy our mind. You know, we can even, they can even be good things. And I was convicted in writing these episodes because as much as I love spending time in God's Word, I love His Word, I can get too busy even about His Word. 
You know, it can become this thing. You know, uh, doing the Bible reading plan every day has been a blessing this year. I have loved it. And it's made me go in even deeper into God's Word. But I've had to watch myself because it's easy to be so busy with that, that it's, okay, what should I say here? No, this is my time with Jesus. And God's going to show me what He wants me to share from that time, because I do a Facebook Live every day from my Bible time. But I don't ever want it to be a production What it is, is just me sharing what God just put on my heart to hopefully encourage others to also get in their word every day. So it can happen even with good things. And that's what God reminded me of while I was writing this. Number four, God was his portion. So God has had me camping around this word portion for a while. I can grow accustomed to the portion I think I need or desire But what if that portion is removed or changed? What then? When God is our portion, we trust His provision. He knows what we need. The word portion means portion, tract, or territory. This speaks of something we own. There are things in this life that we think we own, but we do not. Things in the flesh don't last forever, but the Spirit does. The New Living Translation of Psalm 73 verse 26 says, My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Do you see what our portion is? It's God. It isn't all these other things around us. Now you may say, what about my family? What does this mean? Oh, I love my family, but they know I love Jesus too. And so it's sharing Jesus with my family and then enjoying time with them, of course. But my portion that lasts forever is God. Nothing else in this world belongs to us, but God is our portion. When the things we hoped in or thought were ours are stripped away from us, what remains is the only thing we truly have, Jesus. Our passion is ignited when we are truly satisfied with Jesus as our portion. And when we starve our spirit, we lose our passion. Much like we need food for our physical body to survive, the spirit within needs nourishment for our soul. Reading God's Word feeds our spirit. And you know what else, guys? Repentance also stirs passion. Pause and consider and ask God if there is anything else you cherish more than Him. And lay it down lay it down and trust God, the one who gave you everything. He's faithful. He isn't trying to be a tease to give us things to take it away, but when and if things are taken away, can we still say, you are my portion, God. You are all I need. Finally, sin and idolatry squelch passion. Don't get sidetracked by this world. Be in God's word. Stay hungry, seek God continually, and confess and repent from your sins. A passion for ourselves only lasts here on this earth, but a passion for God lasts for all time. You've been listening to the Seeing Deep podcast where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems. (laughs) 